Hello guys, welcome back to the Bristol and Bath Lifting Club. My name is Mark. And my name is Liam and today we are talking about... We're going to talk about goal setting, programming, what we're currently doing in our training and we're just going to see where it goes. So how did you decide what you're currently doing, Mark? So for me, I recently competed at the British Powerlifting Games, which was a success. Um, I qualified for the British Championships, which was awesome. But I realised that my lifts haven't been moving up as fast as I as I would want them to. So I've been focusing a lot, especially on the last couple of blocks, bringing up my weaknesses, analysing like what I need to improve on and how that will have carryover to the lifts I want to get better at. And just looking at harder variations of the main lifts that I'm doing. So for example, um, on this sort of like off-season training block, instead of training the low bar back squat, which is my comp squat, I'm training SSB squats because it's comparatively a lot weaker than even my high bar back squat. So I know if I can bring that up, then the, the regular stuff will, will move along a bit more. And my story is Mark's making me do powerlifting and that's what I'm sticking to, okay? <laughs> yeah, I did encourage Liam to sign up to his first um, novice powerlifting. As you do with every single person you meet, you go to the co-op to get some milk. It's like, you do powerlifting, you should do it. You do powerlifting, you should do it. You do powerlifting, you should do it. <laughs> Basically, that's just how, what I imagine your life is like. Now you're the only person I've actually encouraged, and then you encouraged Dennis. I don't, and now, that no, I don't believe that for a second. I don't believe that for a second because you've you have talked to Dennis before about it. You've talked to other people at the gym about it before. People ask me, "You're incorrigible." <laughs> Am I? I think that's the term. Yeah. So people ask me about it, and then I think they get a little bit interested. I don't know. With, with the case with Dennis, it was like oh, I wouldn't mind doing that. So there we go. Well, my story is that. I was working towards the 70 kilo dumbbell snatch, which has then now become a 70 kilo one arm barbell snatch. And it's gonna take a little bit of a while to get there. So I wanna do something in between that. So you started talking to me about powerlifting and you sold it really, really well. Yeah. And then as soon as I said, yeah, okay, I'll give it a go. It's kind of like being missold a second-hand car. They're like, oh, it's okay. It's really good. It's a good car. It's like, okay, I, I, what's that rattle? What's that rattle? And like, why, why does the engine turn off when I go to the, you know, the roundabout? And I don't like the fact that one of the heaters don't work, which I only worked out because it's getting colder now type thing. It feels a lot like that. It's like every time I go back to asking more questions about it, I'm not liking the answers. <laughs> and it's completely the opposite to what you originally sold me. You were like, yeah, yeah, you're going to do really, really well. You'll really, really enjoy it. You know, there's weight classes, there's this. And then the next time I go back, it's like, oh, I'm going to aim for this weight class. And then it's like, oh, by the way, they'll just merge them all. So you can aim all you want for that. But, you know, it's going to be basically, you're going to be with competing with people that are like 20 kilos heavier than you. And it's like, oh, okay, maybe... Maybe like you were saying, maybe I'll just get like a medal for best bench or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, they, they, they do that, but they're not doing that in this competition. I was like, <laughs> right, okay. So basically everything I've been led to believe is a fucking lie. Let's <laughs> <laughs> put some perspective on this. So in powerlifting, obviously you have different weight classes 
Um, and there's roughly, I think there's like 15 kilos between each weight class. Um, and also, when, once you sign up to a federation, so you've got to be a member of a powerlifting federation in order to compete um, and go for like um, records and qualifiers and all that. Um, basically, what happens is, is that in a powerlifting comp, you can sign up to single lifts as well, like uh, bench or deadlift. And you can compete in just those lifts as well as full power, so the squat bench and deadlift. Liam signed up to a novice comp, so they don't do the single lifts. That's only if you sign up to a federation. I signed up to the one you told me to. You literally sent me like a link and stuff and yeah. said, go on, go and sign up for it. Go on, this is what you need to do. Yeah. Trust me, Liam, trust me. But that's only a full power. And the one that Liam's doing is a very good novice comp. It's probably one of the best novice comps I've seen and experienced myself and seen online. It is fantastic. But because it's a novice comp, it means there's probably, well, we don't know how many people it's going to be. So what they tend to do is if there's less numbers, they'll merge weight classes. So you might have 100 kilos and below uh, for males and like 100 kilos and above for males, for example, if there's not enough people to fill out each weight class. Yeah. Um, and because it's a novice comp, that's just tends what they tend to do. Um, in terms of like the single lift stuff, you can do that once you sign up to a federation if you choose to stick with powerlifting I don't think it's going to go very well Liam's I think, shaking his I head think right it's now. not I don't think I'm cut out for the powerlifting I'm not going to lie I fucking hate squats too much I mean I, I tell this to people I was like you've got to love squats mm. if you want to do powerlifting because in strongman squat the squat isn't really a contested lift um, so if you hate squats you can always do strongman but like if if you love squats then powerlifting is obviously the way to go. The squat is the first lift you do of the day. Um, and also it's one of those lifts that you're going to be training regularly just because in powerlifting, two out of the three lifts are lower body. So you need to get, you need to squat to get stronger at squats, but you also need the squat to get stronger at deadlifts. So you're going to be training the squat a lot. So you've got to love squats. Yeah, not what I was led to believe at all. False advertising. If you, you were, no squats. If you were an advert... I could sue you for a breach of like advertising standards or something like that. You know, it's literally you are a dodgy fucking used car salesman. That is what we're going with regard to the power lift. You proper bigged it up and bigged me up and said, oh, you're going to really enjoy it. You're going to do really, really well. And then all of a sudden it's like, uh, yeah, by the way. Oh yeah, by the way. Oh yeah, by the way. Every single time we started having a conversation about it, it's like every single thing that I thought I'd be good at or I'd be able to cope with is like, oh, yeah, I mean, that is a thing, but just not in this competition. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. I think you'll do really well, um, especially for like the weight class that you hopefully will be in if there's enough people. So basically, to put that into perspective, if someone's 65 kilos, they're going to be competing against someone that's 99 kilos, and that's not fair. Potentially, but they also might have 100 kilos and below to a certain weight, like 75 kilos and below. So it depends how they merge the weight classes. We'll see what they do on the day. But Liam invited uh, Dennis. <laughs> I didn't really invite him. It's not like I said, yeah, that's fine. Come along. I'll take you. I'll drive you there and everything. I literally said, you know, you should start working towards a specific goal because you're training somewhat sporadic and to maintain a certain amount of momentum and stuff. And, and rather than coming out with bullshit and changing your mind every two minutes or it, several times during one gym session um it, picking something would be helpful and i said i picked powerlifting for you know 
February and he's like okay I'm gonna do that and I was like you fucker why would you do that why amazing I don't mind competing against other people I just don't like competing against people I know mm. it's funny because like I really love powerlifting um, not as much as strongman but I do really like powerlifting and if the bench let's say the bench got taken out of powerlifting I yeah. feel like that would put a lot of people off but I would still train it if powerlifting was just squat and deadlift I would still love it exactly the same because I'm not, I do like the bench press, but I'm not that invested in it. You guys know, I, I much prefer the overhead. So I would still compete in powerlifting if it's just squats and deads. Mm -hmm. I just enjoy those movements. So there's a new competition called Ultimate Lifter, okay? It's imaginary, but it's the, supposed to be the best competition in the world, right? For strength sports. What would it consist of, in your opinion? What should it consist of? Oh, man, that's and hard. why? Are we talking just like the static lifts or anything? So it could be anything, but people get, when they win, cash money as a price mm -hmm. and a medal. Mm -hmm. And they get to be crowned the ultimate lifter, <laughs> right? Well, they've already done that. Have they? Is there really an ultimate lifter? There's Strongman, which yeah, well, that's what you're not the same. Is that's not the same. That's called Strongman. This is a new brand. So Strongman have a wide variety of movements. They have cash prizes. They have qualifiers. They have medals, trophies, sponsorships. Um, even on like a local competition, if you win, you'll get like discount codes and stuff. It's pretty cool. But this would be legally different. Right, okay. <laughs> so what's it going to consist of? All right. So the ultimate lifter. Mm. I mean, we're just taking turns saying what should be in there. Let's have a go at that. So I, I already have an idea for an ultimate yeah. lifter competition, but I want to know what you would think of, like what immediately springs to mind. Yeah, okay, so maybe like overhead press, one rep max. Okay, press. yeah, strict. Uh, maybe like squat for reps, like a oh, set weight. Oh, set weight. Yeah. Would that be based on your one rep max or would that be based on your body weight or age or what? I think it would just be, um, this is what you need to squat for how many times in order to qualify for so the So like CrossFit then, basically. Yeah. Everyone gets like a standard yeah. weight. Right. I'd say a squat for reps would be pretty good. Um, those two are a given. I'll do some sort of, it just sounds like strongman. I'll do some sort of carry event or running event with weight. Mm. And again, strongman's got that. Um, <laughs> you can make it really funky and do like car stuff or pick up weird objects and move them. But again, strongman's got that. Mm. Um, so yeah, I would say definitely an overhead press, one rep max from, from the floor as well. So you've got to pick up Ooh, off the floor, get okay. it to your shoulder. And then so is there any rules related to that? Is the fact that you've got to get to your shoulder and then it would be a strict press yeah. from the shoulder up? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I would so say. So no Olympic lifts. No Olympic lifts. Right. Maybe, well, I don't know. Cause <laughs> I feel like a broken record here, but in strongman, you can get the overhead, um, the, the weight above your head by any means. So mm. it can be a strict press, it can be a push press, it can be a split jerk. It can be anything you want to get the weight above your head. So in that respect, Strongman takes a little bit from Olympic weightlifting as well. Because if you look at some of the best Strongman overhead presses in the world, they're all doing like split jerks and stuff. Mm. So I, I, I saw a post on Facebook the other day. It was one of those um, polls where it was like, what do you think the ultimate strength sport is? And there was Strongman, there was powerlifting, 
there was weight training, mm. weightlifting, and there was CrossFit. And Strongman came out on top. And one of the comments I thought was really interesting is that the person said that the reason Strongman's the best is because it takes aspects from all the others and puts them in to mm-hmm. it. So you've got weightlifting in Strongman, you've got powerlifting, so you do one rep maxes in Strongman, you've got all sorts of like, uh, do a certain weight for time, how many reps you can get in a certain amount of time, you've got all sorts of li- lifting events, carry events, throwing events. So it kind of takes aspects from all the others and puts it into its own sport. Um, so yeah, it's quite hard to beat, I guess. Right. So if we are going to be a ultimate yeah. lifter, what, <laughs> what lifter. needs to be? Is it got to be really gimmicky and pulling along like a? I don't know. I'm just imagining huskies pulling a sledge. Do we just get a load of like jacked bodybuilders and stuff? Get them to pull along something heavy like an airplane or something? You got to pull a tiger. Pull a tiger. <laughs> yeah. Right. Wrestle with a lion. Yeah. <laughs> got a fire gorilla. Do max overhead press. Because this is all like an actual thing. They used to do this in the Colosseum in Rome. Yeah. So you used to like fight beasts and stuff and then fight humans. And then they do like various different forms of athletics and that kind of thing. Later on anyway, because apparently all the blood sports was pretty bad. Yeah. So it was frowned upon. It was. Yeah, people think gladiators back then were just like killing each other. It actually, it became a lot more, I want to say, ethical. Well, gladiators cost a lot of money, mm. so they weren't like murdered and slaughtered on every game. So they would go on to have, they were literally like the celebrities of their day as well. Mm. Like there was merchandise for sale and all mm. sorts of stuff mm. based on specific gladiators and that. But um, I mean, it is not quite like gladiators from the 90s. <laughs> we're not talking about that sort Great of gladiators. Great with jet and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, I like the idea. So if it's ultimate lifter, it should be, I think, because lift, it would imply gym-based. So it needs to be something that's gym-based. So strongman's, like, considered to be, like, superhero-y type stuff in it. So you would pull along a fire truck and stuff like that. That's really, really cool. Mm. But I think to be a little bit different, it should be the sort of thing that you should be able to do in any gym, but just really strict. So I think, because we talk about the big five lifts all the time, it should be the big five. Mm. So it would be big five lifts. What order you do them in, I suppose if I was organizing the event, it would make sense that that everyone would do it in a specific order, like with powerlifting. However, I like the idea that people could choose which one they wanted to do first. So you'd have like a judge and a, a... staff and that on each section but you would decide which one are you going to put the most effort into which one are you going to open with this that and the other but it would have to be big five so you're going to be talking deadlifts squat bench press strict overhead press and i'd like a pendulum rail mm. however that would be the most exciting one because <laughs> it has to be done with whatever you decide to do for your bench yeah. So whatever your bench press is has to be the same weight for your pendulum rail. And we'd set it up in a power rack where you would basically bend over, so you pull from the ground, but there'd be an electrified bar <laughs> that goes over your back. And if you go up, then you get an electric shock. It'd be a poisonous snake. Well, no, because that's going too far, Mark. That's going too far. <laughs> a light electric shock, like a kettle prod type 
situation. If health and safety don't sign off on that, then you can get these things which basically you put the barbell across and as soon as it moves, it like sets the siren off. Mm. So if they did jerk up too much, it would knock the barbell up. It would break a circuit and then a, a buzzer would go off with a siren and you'd fail. So that would be deducted. That weight would be deducted from your, um, from your total. And I would not allow spotters. So you'd not allowed a spotter on any of the lifts. Jesus Christ. So no spots for the deadlift anyway. No spotters for the squat or the bench or anything, mm. right? Because that way what you have to do is you have to go and you have to be 100% confident that what you're going to do, you're going to manage it. But from a health and safety perspective, we would set up like pins. Mm. So it would be like real life in the gym type situation. So with your squat on that, you would set up the safety bin pins in a power rack. But if you fell, that's it, you're at the bottom and you've got to bail out. Um, with the bench, you'd set up pins at the bottom. So it would kind of like be a pin press to a certain extent, but it would be in line with your abdomen. And then that way, I think there's more of a feeling of some jeopardy this there as well and if you fail it then that gets deducted from your total so it's not that it doesn't just get counted it gets actually deducted so you could actually be a minus minus points by the end of it I feel like you've really thought about this I haven't it's just free flow it's free flow but this is an exciting thing because this is like literally okay it corrects a lot of things with regards to like ego lifting and stuff and what can you actually do because that's all of those are this, the beauty in it is that, you know, if you're thinking about your pendulum row and your bench press, are you going to get some gym bro come in and do a big bench press? Well, if he is, he's going to fuck up his pendulum row because he mm. can't pull that. Mm. And with the squat and the deadlifts and stuff, like with your squat, it's like, okay, well, we're, we've got the pins there. So you've got to hit a certain depth. So they're already designed based on the competition where you set the pins up. Mm. So you know it needs to be below the knee. Mm. It's like that's not like some judge that decides that. That's like you could literally put a current through the bar. So as soon as it makes contact with the pin, it actually goes beep and then you go up. Yeah. So it would be electronic. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. It would be good to see more lifts and powerlifting. So with this, you would obviously have the powerlifting lifts, but then you'd also have uh, overhead press and mm-hmm. row. Yeah. Which I think would round it out quite well. Yeah. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. And what we could do is we could put someone for their strict press, we could cement their feet into like a bucket or something up to above the knee so they can't bend their knee. And then it would be proper strict. (laughs) In one of those like gorilla, the gorilla tub things would just cement them in or maybe use a cast or something. But you're not allowed to use any form of assistance. So you're not allowed to use any... um, wrist straps but you're also not allowed to use a belt right. and you're not allowed to use anything it just has to be literally like you show up in t-shirts and tracky bottoms or something or maybe even jeans if you're hardcore like them russians that are over there don't they do they just all show up in jeans you show up in your pants yeah that would be sexiest lifter that's slightly <laughs> different that's next year's competition yeah, that's a different sexiest uh, lifter yeah so, what are you currently doing in your training at the moment then? Uh, so yesterday I did squats because yesterday was Wednesday, but I should have done it on Tuesday, but I haven't been sleeping very well. 
So I thought I really cannot do anything today on the Tuesday. So I thought I'm going to get a good night's sleep and I'm going to have a nap on Wednesday afternoon as well. And then I'll go in late and do it. So at the moment, I finished my, about two weeks ago, I finished a nice big hypertrophy nine-week training program. And now we're on to a nine-week training program that's mainly focusing on the strength aspect. So I've gone up and up and up with regards to sets for the big five lifts, but then also a lot of uh, supplementary like accessory work as well. So we went up to basically around about 15 sets for mm. the big lifts. So the big three lifts for powerlifting. And now with the strength phase, it's now decreased down from 15 sets. And it will be, the weight will be continuing to get heavier and heavier and heavier. Because you started off basically uh, like something like three sets of 10 mm -hmm. for each of the lifts. And then things would just go up and up and up and up and up. And the weight would go up every week. But then when it gets to 15 sets that you're doing, mm. the weight continues to go up still, but the sets and reps go down. So that happens around about week nine. Yeah. The crossover is around about week nine. So and then this will end with, uh, just after Christmas, I think it would be, uh, a PR. But what the PR is, I don't know. But I know I'm halfway through. The training program because it's 18 weeks mm -hmm. and i'm on week 11 now so after week nine i took measurements and stuff uh because i can't do the one rep max yet but i did take like measurements just to see if it made a difference for my body like impact because i couldn't it didn't feel like it did but officially it did i did the measurements um so based on nine weeks, it was something like, uh, my waist got smaller, which is good. So my waist went down by two centimeters. Arms got bigger by one centimeter. Chest got bigger by two centimeters. Legs got bigger by three centimeter. Calves got bigger by one centimeter. Neck got bigger by one centimeter. So it was like a little bit, nine weeks, everything's gotten a little bit bigger and I've gotten leaner as well, technically as well. That's really so good. That's it's not really too good bad. I mean, I'm goal. not happy with it because I want more, <laughs> but you know, it's really? technically worked. Like the first nine weeks has technically worked in terms of what it was supposed to do, which was to build up my endurance. Um, all of my squat feels fine because I hurt my back before I did it as well. Mm. So squatting and deadlifting was really hurting my lower back, my lower, lower back, my SI joint and that. So all of this volume and the variations in the lifts and stuff has really helped. So it, I, it doesn't feel bad at all now, yeah. which is really, really good. It's and it's given me here. enough chance to kind of try out slight technique tweaks, which now going into the strength building phase, I've now got the technique dang, and I'm really comfortable with sticking to that. Because mm. um, that's the thing like people don't think about is that if you do high volume stuff, it's gonna be a lighter weight. So you can try, you can afford to try and tweak things. Mm -hmm. Where is your foot position? Where's this position? Where's that position? And my squat and my deadlift, the techniques both changed with those. Mm -hmm. I do it slightly differently now. Um, the interesting thing will be because I never really do sumo deadlifting. I've never really done it before. And this current program has, so the next nine weeks, uh, weeks is both sumo deadlift mm 
and conventional deadlift and then one of them will kind of drop off mm. and it'll be the weaker one that gets dropped off and then the stronger one will be the one where the weight really 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 goes up so i don't know yet which one will be i guess it would be the sumo deadlift because it always feels easier right so it sounds like it's a form of linear periodization mm. so they had you on an accumulation phase where you it sounds like you're following like a almost like a triple progression so you're adding volume and adding weight mm-hmm. um so that was a an accumulation phase and then you're going into an intensification phase where the volume goes down but the intensity goes up and then eventually you'll be on like a like a peaking sort of phase where you'll test your max yeah so for the main lifts it's all percentage based on your previous one rep max and then for your secondary movements that's all rpe based Mm -hmm. and then for your accessory works that's basically just standard linear progression which is the least important bit but um it's interesting to see with the rpe based stuff because you do something like on the previous section i was doing or previous program it was just bench press and then it was for a percentage uh, of your one rep max and then obviously you're doing specific sets and reps that you have to hit Mm -hmm. now i haven't failed any of them because you're not supposed to fail any of it it's a very 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 i wouldn't necessarily say gentle but it's something that you should be hitting every single week what you're doing so you have to push for it but you know it's not impossible Whereas when you try for a one rep maxes and stuff, you think, oh, I don't know whether I can do it. The nice thing about this thing is that I can't have the excuse that to fail. Like, you know, you have to do it. Um, but with the percentage based stuff, after you do like your bench press, then you do wide grip bench and that's based on the RPE. So you can drop the weight down if you want, or you can keep it the same, or you can do whatever you want with it, but you have to hit the sets and the reps and it needs to be at a specific RPE, which I'm finding really interesting because i don't normally work based on that yeah i really like working with rpe but i also i, I really like percentage based sort mm. of programs i do that for most of the main lifts mm. um and then i tend to use like a double or triple progression for like the assistance and for the accessory work as well and then just stay within that RP scale. So people are working hard, maybe close to failure, maybe at failure at times, but just building it up over time. But percentage-based training, you can't really go wrong with it because it just programs everything you need week to week. Um, sometimes you might miss a rep if the percentage is right at exactly where your um, sort of like upper threshold is. So let's say um, you're you're training tens at like 70%, like that's your 10 rep max repeated. So you might miss a few reps there. So you might want to drop the percentage down to 65 to make sure you get all your sets and reps. Mm. So that that could happen. Uh, but for the most part, it just kind of programs everything in and you tend to only miss lifts if you had a crap night's sleep or mm. bad recovery. Um, but it's a really good way to just program in general. The only things I've I've failed on has been the accessory work because the accessory work is always going up every week. Mm. But it's also like if you're really really struggling with something, it's at the end of the workout. Yeah, you know. But yeah, I like the thing that the main lifts are all percentage based, so you know exactly the sets, reps, and the weight you're supposed to be doing. And the secondary lifts, the supporting lifts are basically um, or were RPE based, mm. but now they've is fixed in for the next nine weeks is that 
everything minus accessory lifts is percentage based yeah which is interesting that is interesting um and then your main uh lifts have three variations mm -hmm. so you're always so for your bench you're always doing bench so what it was was the bench press was was percentage based and then you do wide grip bench which was rpe based and then you do incline press which was rpe based now it's bench press pulse press and floor press for the strength parts but they're all percentage based so you know exactly the weight that you've got to do it mm. it's like the squat is now squat pin squat and high box squat that's all for very specific rep sets and a specific weight but it's doable it just takes effort and I really, really like that because before it was always a case of you never quite know. You're always trying to push yourself. Like whenever you got the classic three, four sets of 10, you know you're trying to get to 10. You don't know what reps you're going to make. You might have done eight last week. So you think, well, I probably can get to 10 this week. But with this, it's a case of every week I know what I'm going to hit, which is very unusual because um, I'm not really used to that. I did the um, uh, Soviet style step load in which was again that was the same thing you know what that you're supposed to hit things but they program in i think it's one week in a month that you fail at right so there's always that one where you know i'm gonna have a week 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 a very weak week and fail for a week essentially in that so that does make all right guys we are out of time on the regular edition please tune in to the patreon and catch us on the extended edition where we get into a little bit more depth about programming we'll see you over there